Hello and welcome to All Villa, No Filler, a podcast all about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team. Villa have signed Diego Carlos from Spanish side Sevilla. The Brazilian defender reportedly cost around £28 million. On this show, I'm joined by our guest this week, football journalist and Ranks FC podcaster Sam Tai. I started out by asking him what kind of a player Villa had signed. This signing took me by serious surprise. I, I don't think there's actually a lot in the transfer market nowadays that, that makes me feel genuinely shocked. But Villa moving for Diego Carlos was definitely one of those. I mean, just on a basic level, it didn't seem to make sense from the perspective of this guy is a Champions League footballer. I know that Villa are aiming extremely high and obviously Coutinho and Bubakar Kamara and Luca Dean are evidence of that. Mm. But Diego Carlos is a regular a regular starter for a Champions League club, a, a severe side who have qualified for the Champions League in every single season that he's been a part of that team. And he has been a crucial part of said team. I, I genuinely couldn't believe it. Now, there are some negatives to Diego Carlos, which we can get to, but I must admit, I'll set the table by saying that about a year ago, before I'd seen loads and loads and loads of him, his first impression that he struck on me was that he was genuinely like, I mean, Man City were looking for a centre-back at the time and I was like, uh, could this be a fit? Like, he's got the physicality like that just is to, die, is to die for. It's the strength, it's the it's the aggressiveness, it's the recovery speed. It's it's absolutely amazing. And that's one, one of the key components of any centre-back nowadays. If you're looking to play high line, pressing football, proactive football, front foot stuff, you need centre-backs who can thrive and operate high up and can recover if they need to. So Diego Carlos has certainly got the physical attributes and he's got the height and he's got the aerial prowess too. And he's a good passer of the ball. I mean, he's not left-footed, but he does play on the left side. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jules Kunde obviously ended up playing on the right-hand side a lot of the time. So Carlos had to make do with the left. He's pretty. He's a pretty good passer. The ball progression is pretty strong. It's not amazing, um, but it's good. It's good enough. But the defensive mechanics are really, really strong. And I think the physicality is something that Villa would have been really attracted to because he feels like a player that can step from a more technical league in La Liga mm-hmm. and go and thrive in the Premier League because he's just big and strong and burly and and, and scary, genuinely. Yeah, I think that was something that uh, I noticed when I saw videos of him or just saw pictures of him. was just that he looked like a really strong Mate. guy um i wouldn't dare arm wrestle him um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um but he uh you know thinking about him i guess um and thinking of villa i think something you could criticize villa for in the last couple of years is that we've tended to get overrun in central midfield and in defense and perhaps looked a little bit lightweight maybe so do you think diego carlos um can go somewhere towards solving that I mean, not in midfield because he won't play in midfield. But yes, yeah. he just gives he just gives you that kind of stern, physical, imperious edge that perhaps you were lacking. I mean, look, ultimately we're looking at a player here who I kind of expect. I'm half expecting him to take Tyrone Mings' spot in the team, and you oh. can't exact you can't exactly criticize Tyrone Mings for not bringing a physical edge to games because he does do that. Mm. Um, but he's a scary dude, like. He's got he's got a brick wall of a chest, and it is just it is ridiculous to to, to see. And so, failing that, he's just um, he's just better than the others. Um, I think I think probably we need to bring it back to that 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 key central point is that Villa are trying to aggressively upgrade in certain positions, and Diego Carlos I think comes in and, and steps in as as Aston Villa's best centre back. So, mm-hmm. 
you're basically topping the quality charts there in a, in a position that Steven Gerrard clearly thinks he needs to improve on. And that's kind of why I think he's going to take Tyrone Mings' spot because I actually think Chambers has been really good since he yeah. st- stepped in, in, I mean, in multiple positions seemingly and, and in and out of the team, perhaps unfairly at times, um, you know, has a really good performance, then drops to the bench again. Um, he's been really good. And Concert didn't have the best year, but I'm a big believer in his qualities. Um, so I'm looking at Tyrone there and thinking, um, your days could be numbered, could yeah. be numbered. I'm not sure. Right, I'd be interested to see particularly when Concert gets fully fit towards the start of next season mm. or the upcoming season. Um, so, you know, uh, he's moving to the Premier League from La Liga. He's also played in Ligue 1 and I believe he played in Portugal as well. Um, so... Uh, do you think he'll find stepping into the Premier League? Do you think it will be a natural fit for him? I mean, it should be. It should be because he doesn't have any physical question marks hanging over him. And I tend to look at centre-backs from other leagues and I tend to ask myself, the, the first question when, 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 when projecting that Premier League move is, do you have the physicality and the aggression in duels and in aerials to make yourself a success. Because I think there's a very, very basic component to thriving as a Premier League centre-back. Mm-hmm. And that is, are you aggressive? Are are, are you able to, to, to combat in duels? Are you able to leap for the ball? And some players just don't have it. Like they, they just don't, they could be really good footballers, really good centre-backs, but they lack that really key ingredient. And I'd point you to Victor Lindelof as a as a classic example of this. Like he's a really good centre back. Don't get me wrong, mm. but there's there's just something about him that just doesn't quite mesh with the Premier League because he just ducks out of the odd duel here and there. He's not quite aggressive enough. Um, and Paul Torres, by the way, is the same. That is really similar. He's currently being linked to Tottenham and United for 40, 50 million. Mm. Like he lacks the physical ingredients really, and the aggression and the duel winning ability. I think to really fit in in the Premier League. So Carlos has that. That that's a good start, and then he brings you a bit of an upgrade in the passing game. I think he gives you an like an air of quality because he's been a Champions League footballer, starting Champions League footballer for the last three seasons. He's always available. Um, is it thirty-two? So he's uh, out of the last six seasons, three for Nantes and three for Sevilla. He's only dipped below thirty-two starts once. Uh, right. For the most part, it's thirty-four and thirty-five. So he's always there. He represents a quality upgrade. He's got the physical tools. I'm excited to see him play. Uh, it's, a, it's a move I never would have never would have foreseen, but there are the ingredients are there to make it a success. Absolutely, uh, you know, and he's won the Europa League as well with Severe, of course. I believe he scored a or so well laid on the the, uh, the winning goal. Um, he scored a bicycle kick, which went in off Lukaku. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, it's good to have someone like that around. Um, <laughs> yeah, but. but uh, but, you know, um, kind of looking at Villa's defence, there were times when people might have said that they were somewhat erratic last year. Um, now, that is a word I have seen associated with Carlos, and you sort of touched on it earlier. Um, in what way is he perhaps erratic? So this is why the signing really took me by surprise. It's because I thought that the most obvious way for Villa to improve defensively would be to cut out mistakes. And... That's why I'm looking at Tyra Mings there as someone to potentially be replaced. I know he's captain, but he's not Steven Gerrard's captain. And mm. I have been looking at him for some time and thinking that the amount of mistakes, the number of errors that he makes is relatively unsustainable if Villa want to break that glass ceiling and even start to look at themselves as uh, peers with West Ham, let alone the rest of them, let alone mm. that, that, ne- that next section, which is a, a really difficult section to break into, then the, the mistakes have got to go. And the thing is with Carlos is, no, he doesn't make tons of mistakes, but 
he does have a little bit of a reputation for losing losing his head a little bit. Right. Um, he's aggressive, perhaps to a fault. Um, Hot headedness is probably the way I'd put it. And bringing this all together, I'd say that a really good player comparison for him. You just have to think about it in terms of he's not as good as this player. But remember Pepe for Real Madrid. Yeah. Um, amazing defender, like really, really good. Ninety five percent of the time. And then every now and then he just like kicks someone in the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I have not seen Diego Carlos <laughs> kick anyone in the head, yeah, but yeah. he can lose his head a little bit. He can be erratic. He can be a little bit overconfident, and that's why it's my surprise. So I was like, right, how will Villa improve? Cut out defensive errors. Okay, who have they signed? A player who's obviously really good, but mm. isn't isn't that kind of player that, that that you can come in and be like, right, he he will never make a mistake. Like you're never really looking at Esri Concer in his prime and thinking that he's going to make an error. You yeah. feel so safe and secure with him. Whereas with Diego Carlos, it can it can it can spiral just a little bit. And to be clear, like he he actually has he's only had three red cards in the last six seasons um fair number of yellows but not i don't think he's ever even breached double figures Mm -hmm. so it's not it's not dirty or anything like that he just has the odd mad moment (laughs) i guess the the key for villa is that the the mad moments are fewer um and rarer than they are for minx so i guess in that sense it's it's an upgrade but um it is something to be wary of I look forward to his first game at Villa where he gives someone a stone cold stunner or something like that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, look, like in the same Europa League final that that we've uh, we've referenced him scoring a bicycle kick, um, mm. he made a he made a massive mistake. Um, he earlier this season in the Champions League he gave away a penalty against RB Salzburg, uh, despite the fact that the same player had already done the same thing and earned a penalty beforehand. Like he didn't yeah. learn. So yeah. he dove in a little bit. So we're talking about that aggression. He's, he's 30 odd now, so he's not going to temper that. He is what he is. Mm-hmm. Um, it just goes a bit overboard sometimes. Yeah. You, actually, you just touched on his age there. Um, now when Villa announced the sign of Diego Carlos, um, there were a couple of people who mentioned that, um, you know, big wages, a big fee for a player who's sort of, you know, 29, 30, um, what do you kind of make of that argument? I found it interesting that so many uh, fans of other teams are so interested in Villa's finances, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, particularly Newcastle fans. Um, <laughs> it's really, really strange. Um, I'm actually finding the um, the fake uh, Villa Newcastle rivalry on Twitter really boring and annoying. Yeah. I know it goes further yeah. back, further than that, um, but it's 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 ramped up a notch since they started targeting the same players. Mm. Um, I think this player is he is he is 29 years of age. Um, he's in the prime age for a centre-back. Yep. Uh, this is supposed to be the years in which a centre-back will be the best they can ever be. Um, and that prime stretches from somewhere between 27 and, and 33. Mm-hmm. Uh, Diego Collis is, is fast, he's physical, he's in excellent condition. I don't see this as a massive problem at all. I, I, I know that Villa have been scarred in the past and been saddled with huge wages that they can't yeah. get rid of. Like, when Agbon Lahore got that new contract when he was physically dusted and then he spent four years grinding it out. Like this is not one of those scenarios. And this is a position where you genuinely can say that 29 to 31 is the true, true peak. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be worried about Diego Carlos being a bit of a wage dump here at all. And the fundamental question is, does he improve the Villa defence? 100%. Yeah, hundred percent. I think he steps in as the best centre back. Look, man, you got you got six seasons uh, with 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 Nantes and Sevilla, and in particular with Sevilla, 35, 32 and thirty four starts in yeah. the three seasons in the league in which they finished fourth or better. Mm-hmm. He's put together. I don't know how many Champions League games. It must be at least fifteen Champions League starts. I mean, Villa are trying to 
trying to accumulate players here who have sort of been there, but not not just been there and done that in a sort of yesteryear sense, but been there, done it, and can continue to do it and can raise the level and the expectation. Gerard always talks about the the lack of consistency and the flaky nature of the team, and you know, then he wants them to perform every single week without fail to a level that he deems appropriate because that's what he would have done when he was a player. He's finding it hard to get through to this group of players that yeah. that level of consistency is required, that they're not doing it. And so he's signing players that understand that. And Diego Carlos is one of those players. That's all he's done for the last three years is bring that intensity, bring the level up and impress for a severe side who have won a trophy in Europe and qualified for the Champions League. Now, something I just want to ask you before we go, um, you know, Aston Villa have also signed Bubakar Kamara, um, you know, a, a huge free signing, a French international, um, a, alongside Diego Carlos, and, and we've been linked with various other players as well. Um, you know, what do you think of uh, Villa's um, start to the transfer window? Are you confident about where Villa could go next season? I love how quickly they get it done. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's it's the dream, isn't it, for any football fan to see their club make make three signings, uh, for four signings technically with Robin Olsen um, before the, the transfer window even begins. I mean, they're acting fast. They've obviously Gerard and the team have had you know a couple of months here where they've been assessing things. They've come to some conclusions, and they're not they're not waiting around. I think mm. a lot of clubs in not just in the Premier League but beyond have failed to realise just how quickly this new season will roll round mm-hmm. because. We're starting on August the 5th, I think, weekend off. The championship begins in late July. Mm. This isn't very much time. Yeah. And it's because the World Cup in November has forced the deadlines to move. Yeah. And so Villa getting three three new phases, well, it's two new phases and two returning phases in before the window even opens, before pre-season even starts, is a, is a wonderful beginning to the yeah. window. And not only that, but they're buying quality. I mean... The Coutinho and Buendia debate goes on, but if you get the opportunity to sign Coutinho, you sign Coutinho. And Bubakar Kamara is an exceptional player. He is a player that I thought Manchester United should sign to solve their midfield problems. Again, that's the calibre we're talking. So impressive, uh, ambitious and bold strikes from Villa early on. I don't know what follows, if anything follows at all. I really, I'm I'm intrigued to see, but it's a damn good start. And one one thing I'll finish the point off with is Man United right now are trying to sign Frankie de Jong and they're trying to sign, they're trying to get that first player through the door who just lets every other player they're targeting know that they mean business. And it's a, it's a bit of a game changer for them. They need that first signing mm. before someone, everyone goes, all right, yeah, this is a United project I can get on board with. And they're battling with that. They're trying to convince these players that this is worth buying in on. Villa have done that with Coutinho. Mm-hmm. We saw when Luca Dean signed, one of the first questions he asked was, what's happening with Coutinho? Are you going to keep, are you going to keep him? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we're going to keep it. He goes, okay, yeah, cool, I'll sign. So Coutinho comes in. Luca Dean comes as a result. Bubakar Kamara comes because Luca Dean has given put in a good word. Diego Carlos and Coutinho are Brazilian. <laughs> it, it, it starts to add up. Yeah. It becomes so important to get that watershed moment and that that big signing. And and Villa have done that. And then they're 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 moving on through the gears as a result. And it's very impressive. Yeah, well, the Brazilians, they just need to put a word in with Neymar now, and then I think we've uh, completed this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, Rafinha, yeah. Rafinha, if your Barcelona yeah. move doesn't work out, yeah, yeah. Y- yes, actually, I'd, I would definitely tell you that. Um, well, Sam, it's been absolutely brilliant to meet you. That was a fascinating chat, and thank you so much for divulging so much information about Diego Carlos. Um, can you just let us know, um, for those who don't know, where we can find your work online? Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm one third of the Ranks FC podcast, uh, which is a, a weekly football podcast drops on a Wednesday that ranks 
everything in football. We also have a patron if you're a really, really big fan of the show. Uh, we have about 900 or so ultras, as we call them, uh, and they get two extra episodes a week. We work for various different clients and stuff like that. We've done work with New Balance over the course of the season and Live Score, and we'll continue to do some of those things next season. But uh, we are essentially a podcast. That is my job. It is very awkward to explain to people. What do you do? <laughs> I, am a, I, I run a podcast. That is what yeah. I do. The, rank, the Ranks FC podcast. So join us if you, uh, if you fancy a look at European football. Okay, thank you everybody for listening. I've been your host, Frankie Maguire. Thank you for joining us, Sam. Cheers, mate. Thanks for having me on. And it's goodbye from me. I'll be back with George soon to talk all things Villa. But until then, come on, Super Aston Villa.